welcome to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Each week these idiots pair cocktails with comic books. You can find the cocktails, drinking game rules, and playlists on the blog at funnybooksandfirewater.com. While at funnybooksandfirewater.com, you can also find a drinking game rule to play while you listen to each episode. You can follow us at FirewaterCast on Twitter, and FunnyBooks and Firewater on Facebook and Instagram. This is episode 149, The Fix, part of the comic book couple's month. Oh wait, Maya's in control of this? We're all fucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, Maya actually has control go. of the buttons and everything because it's off of his computer. Well, so we're, hey, we'll, we'll start out with this. Uh, hey, we're live, sort of. We're semi-live, semi-nude. Semi-live. What does live mean if this gets released later? I guess that's true. It's all pre-taped anyways. I mean, we were live when we recorded it. We were. We always are, sort of. So? Just... Seeing, seeing Adam's uh, Adam's login name makes me think of, like, this should be playing... What's Adam's in... login name? <laughs> Lo- Loneliest, Loneliest number. number. Oh, poor Adam. <laughs> now you know how the other half records podcasts, sitting alone in a room, talking onto a microphone by themselves. Pants around his ankles. I know. Missing you desperately. Dick hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but those, those are the You can all text message with so. one hand. I don't know what the issue is. So anyway, so <laughs> welcome to episode 149 of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, this week we are doing The Fix. We're doing a little bit of a bromance for our comic book couples month. Um, and we have with us three people here in Utah with me with my full overly, over-the-top recording rig. Three all, of us in Utah all, with you? Always three in Utah. Always three in Utah because Adam had to go somewhere else. So we'll start with the guy who had to yonder up north to the cold tundra and live the experience uh, of Walden Pond and uh, 10,000 years of solitude and uh, doomsday preppers doomsday preppers we have Adam all by himself in Idaho hi Adam fuck Idaho (laughs) (laughs) no actually the the funny thing was this weekend I had the chance if I wanted to I could have driven back and I was like "Ah, I don't want to drive back just for like two days I should have fucking driven back this place fucking sucks you didn't want to come see me man I'm hurt well, specifically because you are in Utah, that's why I didn't come back. So that's why you didn't come back. Exactly. Yes. We can't have more than three panelists in the same state, or the place explodes. Well, we did that, that once. Fun. Remember at Comic Con? We. That's true. We did. Well, and yeah. I'm trying well, to talk Jason into coming out to Comic Con this year so that we can uh, we, have a fully live episode. We did one at Todd's too with the four of us. We did. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that was Comic Con. <clears throat> yeah, I think that was one of those. Oh, that Comic-Con. was. Yeah. So. Anyway, so Adam, yeah. t- tell us about yourself. Uh, what's up, I'm Adam. I'm a film review editor for Big Shiny Robot. Uh, you can also catch me over at, uh, sometimes, the Bored as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Andy! Hi, Andy! Uh, and of course, you can always see me over at Cinema Queens with our good friend, Chris. Hi, Hi Chris! Hi, Chris! Uh, and then, uh, what else do I do? I work a lot. Curator, scruff grinder, and type the Z account. I, I do that as well. Yes, uh, and we do actually do need to uh, to copyright that because I don't want some asshole from DC stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm okay with DC right now because I played a game last night, which we'll talk about later. So, and they they they, ha- they can steal something from me if they give me free game cards and stuff. Be <laughs> mine. So, um, also a loneliest number out in Hollywood, part of the Hollywood elite as. Mr. Uh, Kerry Jackson likes to say, we have Mr. Jason. 
Hi there, uh, I'm Jason from Los Angeles, uh, unemployed writer, uh, and uh, until something, um, I guess, uh, more noteworthy comes along, I'm just going to start to ramble off a few uh, odd jobs I've had in the past. Uh, so I was also the line producer of a Sundance short called The Legend of Beaver Dam uh, that premiered in front of uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, well then, here hanging out with me for the rare opportunity that I'm actually here in Utah, we have Mr. Maya. Hey, I'm Maya. Uh, you can catch me here on this podcast, but you knew that already because you're listening to my voice right now. And a uh, sexy voice. You can also catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Maya on Twitter and at the Mr. Maya on Instagram. But ignore everything I just said and follow my cat instead <laughs> on both of those platforms at It's the Jonesy. Yay, Jonesy! Jonesy's oh, Jonesy! Not, Jonesy's not here right now. She's she's in the other room. Oh. She doesn't want to talk to Bruce. She's laying on the bed, looking out the window. Hi, Jonesy. Okay. <laughs> Daddy misses you. Um, we also have uh, sitting with me, very sexy in his hobo hillbilly beard. Ho- hobo without a shotgun. Hobo without a shotgun. We have I'm, Mr. I'm Todd. Sure Todd has a shotgun. You know, but it's a very in a unhobo place in my safe. <laughs> yes. So hobos don't have safes, but I do. But no, I am very much a hobo. Um, you can. F- I'm Todd. I'm a <laughs> panelist here on the Funny Book and Firewater podcast, and we actually recorded another episode of English Class Hooligans. Yes, so it'll be out soon. That'll what? be out soon. I know. We we uh, did Frankenstein. <laughs> Were you gonna do Frankenstein like months ago? Yes, but then I <laughs> I uh, produced Offspring. Yeah, which we learned had last night. Uh, you take care of the output. My you wife mean, takes care of the, the input, input, and then the output falls under me, and I'm like, well, that's fair. Yeah, because I I'm, I'm not very good on the. Oh, input and also side. to be it's fair, just a source of frustration. She's also the one who output the baby too. So that's true. Yes, so I'm always gonna be taking care of the output now. I recently edited the episode where we made Maya snort laughing talking about Todd trying to breastfeed. (laughs) (laughs) Would you say that the output hit the fan? Uh, The output did hit the fan. (laughs) It hit the fan very much, but no, Frankenstein was fun. Basically, it talked about how uh, Mary Shelley thinks God's a dick. Yeah. So, that was good times. Well, she is. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and hey, I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based out of Southern California and a grad student at the University of Denver. And oh yeah, I have a not for long once I'm they a hear sound this designing podcast. Well, I'm sorry, what? Not for long once they hear this podcast. <laughs> well, <there's that. laughs> they did ask me to send them links. I'm not going to, but um... send send them links to English class hooligans uh, instead. I might have to. <laughs> Um, okay, so also my mother, in her odd level of support, yes, sent snacks for us. So unfortunately, you guys won't be here to to appreciate these. But um, so these are called beaver nuggets. <laughs> yes. And my mom said, "I don't want to hear what the jokes are, but I'm sure the guys on Funny Books will get a laugh out of these." Should, should, should we try these? Yes, on, I think you should. Go air? ahead and open those up. Um, while we're doing that, Todd... Oh, he's going to open this up. Do you need scissors? I'll go get scissors. Yes. Okay. So, Todd, while he's doing that, what is the myification for this week's book? The myification for the fix is uh, never trust a beagle. Never trust a beagle. <laughs> never trust a beagle. <laughs> and that girlfriend's a bitch. And here, yeah. here I thought it was shitty, so I must be wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. Fun fact, my first dog that I ever had was a beagle. Yeah? Did you trust it? I did. 
But I, I, got it when I, I got it when I was three, and his name was Hoju, because when I was three, all I wanted to do was hold him, so I just kept saying, Hoju, Hoju. <laughs> oh, that's just sweet. Oh, yeah, nice crunchy sounds. Yeah, I can't have them. Oh, yeah. Brian here has been getting in sexy beast mode. So I know. I'm going to die. I eat all his sugar and carbs on his behalf. I appreciate that. It is a burden that I have accepted. You're eating for two. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of beaver nuggets. Yeah? How are you liking the beaver nuggets? I'm pretty good. Yeah. So what is that? So sweet, but they don't, they, don't seem, they don't seem too sweet. What, they were they're described to me as... Hmm? My mom described... Well, actually, you guys are tasting them. You can describe what they are. Think of a Cheeto covered in um, caramel sugary stuff. Yeah, that's what my mom described them as. They're Cheeto, but instead of cheese flavored, they're more like uh, caramel kind of flavored. My nieces and nephews love them. They get them from the local gas stations down in Texas, but my mom brought it back a bag for them, which I guess she didn't want to finish off, so she's like, here, take treats to the boys. I don't want to know what jokes they make about them. But we've actually been pretty tame as far as the beaver the nuggets beaver go. beaver nuggets? Yeah. But we'll see how the episode progresses. Exactly, true. Beaver nuggets in, beaver nuggets it's out. <laughs> Once again, it's just me on the output. It's Yeah, all about the output. Cool. Um, so anyway, I guess I sort of skipped this week's book intro. Uh, so the fix <laughs> is uh, about two corrupt cops who are uh, trying to be criminals. Um, anything else I should tell people? And a, and a beagle who kicks ass. And everybody owes people money. Everybody owes people money, and everybody's an asshole. Yes. Which we'll get into. Uh, but let's get into drinking games. Uh, Mr. Todd, what is your drinking game for this week? So, I take inspiration for this drinking game from Oprah. Okay. <laughs> yep, and it's like, you're a bastard, I'm a bastard, we're all bastards here. <laughs> so, every time you're reading and coming across, it's like, man, these people are all just terrible. You need to take a drink. That's every panel. That is every panel. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Except for any panel with the Beagle. That's true. The Beagle is awesome. Uh, Mr. Jason, what is your drinking game rule? Uh, my drinking game is called Come Again. Whenever someone has sex, masturbates, or talks about doing either, take a drink. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is every other yeah. panel. Yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> cool. Uh, Mr. Maya, what is your drinking game uh, rule? Mine's just called Sweaty Mess. Anytime a character looks like they're uncomfortably sweating or just sweating in general, take a drink. Okay. Mr. Adam, what is your drinking uh, game? So mine's called Just the Facts, ma'am. So every time the uh, main character narrates in one of those little yellow uh, speech blocks and you think of like the dragnet people talking, take a drink. Yeah. That was, that was almost mine, actually. You could, but uh, you stole from me. So mine mm -hmm. ended up being, show me the money. I could deal like badly and do a bad impersonation, but I'm just not going to. I think it'll just be more embarrassing than it's worth. Uh, every time you see a pile of cash, take a drink. Or them swimming on money or fantasizing about swimming on money. Mm -hmm. Take a drink. Oh, that's good. Cool. Uh, so then I guess we're going to jump into votes because I'm doing this slightly out of order as to whether or not we believe that it is worth you, our dear listeners, hard-earned time, money, and effort to hunt this book down and give it a read. What is your vote, Mr. Adam? Uh, no. Oh, okay. We have a dissenting vote. Uh, Mr. Jason. Mine is actually also a no. Okay. Mr. Uh, Todd. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Maya? Uh, I'm maybe leaning more towards no. Okay. Oh, wow. And I actually like this book, so I'm going to go with a yes. So Todd and I are the only ones who appreciate this book. But that's okay. Mine, mine is more, more to do with the... Eh, I'll talk about it later. We'll yep. talk about it later. Okay. Save it for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, okay. So then we'll get into playlists, I guess, if we were to sit down and 
give this a listen or give this mm -hmm. a read. What music should you put on in the background to play while you're reading this? Uh, we'll start with Mr. Todd. Mine is Banjo Odyssey by the Dead South. Nice, Mr. Jason. Uh, mine is, uh, I know this is going to come as a shock, is the sort of um, esoteric hipster recommendation person, uh, but mine <laughs> is uh, Good Cop, Bad Cop by Ice Cube. Oh, nice. I like that. That's a, that's a little hipstery. Uh, <laughs> mine is not nearly as hipstery. Mine is uh, Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, Todd is a little disgusted by that. I know. It's the Chili Peppers. Believe me, I've lived in California long enough that I'm sick of listening to the Chili Peppers because they play them on the radio incessantly. Uh, Mr. Mayo, what is yours? Uh, mine is the theme from Miami Vice. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I should have thought, <laughs> thought of that one. And Mr. Adam. Honestly, a 10-hour loop of Cotton Eye Joe would be more entertaining than this book. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Bad Boys by Inner Circle. That is the theme song, right? Of Cops, to the yeah. TV show? Yeah, to Cops. Okay, that's what I thought. Okie dokie. I, I would also throw in Axel F, the theme from Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, nice. oh, that's a good one, too. Oh, I didn't think about that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should have thought of that one, too. That's a great song. Cool. Uh, well, Todd, yeah. since you and I are the only ones who voted for this, do you have any final warnings before, if anyone is going to go and read this? Uh, Aside do? from don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> so this was uh, written by Nick Spencer. He's done a lot of Spider-Man. He also did Superior Foes for Marvel. He, mm -hmm. He's also the one that did Captain America's Hydra. So with all that going on, he there, must be very popular. It is. Um, if you're expecting it, the same um, level of. I'm just saying the editing. It there. There's a lot of curse words and masturbation and shit like that going on. Those are two of my if favorite that things. Offends you, not for you. Yeah. Which I mean, if that's not for you, I, I don't know why you're listening to this show because. <laughs> yeah, no, we're talking about it. We're, yeah. we're not necessarily the PG people. Right. Well, at least okay. we don't talk about microwave cum. So. No, of course not. At least, as long at least we're not cinema queens. Bitch. Um, that, that's where you play the rim shot sound effect for me, Maya. At least we're not cinema queens. Thank there you. We there go. we go. He's new, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Who is she? We don't know her. Uh, anyway, I'm so excited to like put those crappy sound effects on the show. Makes me happy. Uh, you gave Maya power. Cool. Shame on you. Well, here's the thing is, for some reason, I can't get Wi-Fi on. Like, So my one computer, the Wi-Fi died, like flat out died. But that's the one I'm recording us on. But then right. the other computer I brought, I can't seem to get connected to Wi-Fi either. And yeah. so I can't set it up so I can't have control. So we're recording off of, we're recording the people online off of Maya's computer. And then the people in the room are recording off of my computer. And then I will, through the magic of editing, I will seamlessly, quote unquote, <laughs> put everything yeah. together. He, he gave us a very, very strong look of confidence when he said seamlessly. Honey, how often have well, I told actually, you not to go on Pornhub on your laptop? That's what your iPad's for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're gonna take a little bit of a break. I'm gonna recover, and when we get back, we will start dissecting this book. Because um, there's so much. Anyway, there. we'll talk to you. <laughs> We'll see you on the flip side. I don't know why that copy the way that it did. While we take a break, here is a message from one of our fellow Hello Sweetie Network podcasts. 
Hey, I'm Bryn. Hi, this is Charity. And this is the place where we talk to each other about true crime happenings from all around our home state of Utah. I do the research, she drinks wine and clutches her pearls. Listen along as we tell the fascinating tales of real-life people who turned our communities upside down and tell the stories of the victims, survivors, and families affected in their wake. Because we love a good mystery, we love a good story, and because this is the place where it happened. This is the place as a proud member of the Hello Sweetie Podcast Network. But this podcast brought to you by Beaver Nuggets and Emma Stone's titties. <laughs> the cure for gay. <laughs> no, you see him in that movie. She's in The Favorite. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, she has nice titties. Good oh, for her. Buying tickets for The Favorite. Good. Damn, they made, it made Clark really <laughs> You have convinced me of where you're going. Excuse me. I'll, I have it on DVD. You can borrow it. I'll, I'll be back yep. in two hours. Excuse me. I'll be in my bunk. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, you and Vera have a good time. Yeah. Vera? Who's Vera? Firefly? Oh, that's right. Okay. It's been 10 years since I've seen You know, I own, I own Firefly in like three different versions, and I've never seen <laughs> really? it. So early, I watched like two episodes. Earlier today, Sierra showed me one of those. It's like the best 10 year challenge, and it shows the, the Firefly logo, yeah. and then the second one is just a black oh. screen. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan Fillion posted that, actually. Oh, did he post yeah, that one? Yeah, he posted that one. Okay, cool. So, who wants to do the summary for this book? Not it. Not, not it. it. Adam! <laughs> yeah! If I do it, you realize it's going to be like two seconds long, That's right? fine. You do it. It's up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new game okay. we started, and I kind of <laughs> love it. <laughs> So there are these two cops, and they're crooked, and they're robbing banks because the young, the one cop has like this whole like boner for bad guys since he was a kid. Like he played cops and robbers, and always be the robber. Uh, they owe a bunch of money to some douchebag, so they need to basically get something through customs, which is being a person. So the one guy shoots his other friend in the hand, so he can get like a service dog, which is like this weird little beagle thing that is catching bad guys smuggling drugs into the airport. And a bunch of shit happens and no one cares. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that sums it up. Uh, yeah, there we go. Well, there's your summary. <laughs> okay. Well, I told you. So, Mr. Adam, what are your complaints about this book? I just didn't give a shit. Like, the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, why? What, what's going on here? Like, no one... See, you can have a bad guy. You can have an anti-hero and make him likable. And I just didn't give a shit. Like, he's not an interesting person. Mm-hmm. His whole thing about, you know, being a bad guy just for the sake of being a bad guy is dumb. It's... There's nothing enjoyable about this book. Like, I... I mean, at least okay. I will say Deadpool Max is more entertaining in this book because at least wow. Deadpool Max had Deadpool being a snarky asshole. This is just You're stupid, and honestly, like I almost never want to read anything else by Nick Spencer ever again because it's like who who was he like paying off student loans when he wrote this book? Like, it's, there's no reason for this to exist. It's stupid. It's banal. It's vapid, and I would like my half hour of my life back. I'm vindicated. Vindicated, I tell you. I, I disagree completely. It's not, it's not bubble bubble level, but... I disagree completely in that this was more entertaining than Deadpool match. Shut up. <laughs> it, it, they're on the same level for me. Like, I just... There's... Like, the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, okay, it's gonna pick up, it's gonna pick up, and... It, it just didn't and like I again I go into these books like the same way I go into movies I want them to be good I want to have fun reading them and I want to be able to t- 
talk about how good they are but it just it never went anywhere and it was just annoying and like honestly i again if i don't have a main character i can at least kind of root for and want to see succeed or fail or whatever else like if i can't have that then why I, I can't get involved so it's it was just so it wasn't so much bad it's just so stunningly mediocre and stupid that i just couldn't give a shit so yeah okay. i just I, I want my half hour back Okay, too bad. You can't have it. You know what, though? Here's the thing. This mm -hmm. book is actually really good if you don't read it while you're in Idaho. <laughs> I, know, I read it in California, and oh. I didn't like it either. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, don't I mean, there's also the fact that my, my depression anxiety is through the roof right now, so that might have helped, too, but who knows? No, I mean, here's the thing. is I think, yes, it is vapid, but I, I like the sense of humor of it. Um, I you know that's sort of i think where i give it a little bit more of a pass on some stuff mm -hmm. and to be honest with you like i'm sort of hit and miss on nick spencer to be honest i i didn't love superior foes of spider-man i know a lot of people who did like that was i loved it see i, I own a page from his issues of i know foes. and like i liked it okay i didn't absolutely love it you know what i mean like it was one of those books that was recommended to me from my comic shop and they're like oh my god this is so amazing it, so amazing and that's the same artist too steve lieber yeah which mm -hmm. i have a page from steve lieber from one of his batman runs oh really uh-huh which nice. um and we and uh jason and i met him at la comic-con he was super nice he is yep. super nice yeah because he's the guy who spent like i was like looking through pages mm -hmm. and i saw batman on a page i'm like i'm not gonna get a batman page for less than 200 bucks anywhere else ever so i bought it like right then and yeah, there two 200 he had that superior foes page i think yeah. he had listed he had priced at 220 uh -huh. and he's like i'll do it for 200 and i'm like done yeah that's like one of my favorite pages of any comic book yeah that's pretty ever. awesome so, actually, you know what? Anyway. I really think I need to actually look for a comic shop near me because maybe going there will lift my spirits. So that yeah. sounds like a great. It sounds like a great plan. Actually, to be honest with you, if you want to have dinner with my aunt Jen, her and her family are freaking awesome, and they would love to have you. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like they live right in the area. If you need to pick me up and want to hang out with my aunt Jen's really cool. Jen's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's more like my older sister than my aunt. So if you wanna, if you want someone to hang out with, by all means, Jen will take you in and she will party you up. I don't know what so, that means. Party you up. So what I love about Jen is um, a couple years ago, I was in California along with a bunch of other people to uh -huh. attend an event. Are you talking about my wedding? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I, I show up at this hotel room and there is Jen and she's got this very concerned face on me and says, Todd, did you bring Q his vodka? <laughs> so, so Adam, I just looked it up. There are no comic shops within at least 30 miles of Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god, that's that is amazing! Like n n Boise, Idaho does not have a comic shop. So wait, 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 wait. Could you go to Walmart and get like the big DC hundred-page yeah. books? Yeah, if they have them, not all WalMarts have them, but those are yes. Yeah. yeah, I actually, I, I Adam I looked. I mean, I, I've been there a bunch because that's where I go to get like you know everything because it's inexpensive. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, sure. And actually, I do need to go today because I need to get laundry soap. But uh, right. I kind of want to go to an actual comic shop though, like a real one. Yeah, I get you. I get you. There's a couple. Of, well, uh, Adam, honey, send me your address and I'll send you a, a care package. There's a place called Toys How in the is... Attic. I wonder where that is. Huh. Toys in the Attic? I don't know. It's a uh, Aerosmith uh, fan club site. That's right. <laughs> where the fuck is this place? <laughs> It's all about being on your knees. Okay, Todd, you were pro this book. What, what, what? Defend oh, the, the fits in boys. Oh yeah, it's close by. Hang on there. Okay. Fuck you, Todd. <laughs> 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 all 
right, so I'm the one who recommended The Fix by Nick Spencer, where Beagle's Dare, Volume 1. Hey, you know, I do what I can. So it's absolutely vapid. Um, going into this, I haven't read, I haven't actually haven't read Nick Spencer previously to this one. Mm-hmm. I just kind of picked it up on a lark. And what I really enjoyed about it is it's it's about as deep as a kiddie pool. And you're yeah. going, hmm, there is children in that pool. <laughs> See? But it's, um, I don't think it's trying to be anything else than what it is at the same time. It's like, this is what you get. It's a little bit funny. It is vapid. You've got some characters going, dude, I wanted to be the bad guys because they look like they're having more fun. And these are guys having more fun. It's not quite working out. You've got everyone acting terribly. And it's just kind of like a coked up version of Beverly Hills 90210. Except for Pretzels. Pretzels is a good boy. He's a good boy. Who's a good boy? Pretzels is a good boy, but there's not enough of pretzels. Uh, that is very true. Maybe that's. I have this, the next two volumes, so maybe uh, maybe we'll see if pr- there's more pretzels in the next. So two. yeah, it's, apparently it's the book's doing well enough that warranted more volumes, or the um, guy's just willing to spend their money to get it printed. Well, it's also one of those books. I just looked it up. Issue thirteen mm-hmm. is it's basically on hiatus. Oh. Like it was solicited, then mm-hmm. canceled, uh. then solicited, then canceled, and so who knows if we'll get more. Mm-hmm. Right, but Nick's but, busy doing Amazing Spider-Man with Ryan Otley right now. He is. So, which was actually pretty good. I liked it. That's yeah, the first right. trade of it, at least. Okay, I haven't read, but yeah, Nick's a busy guy. But he's um, it was it was just some good non-thinking popcorn fun for me about he's, people behaving badly. He's too busy on Twitter trolling people. They're like, "Oh, you've made Captain America a Nazi!" Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he's like, "Did you read the book?" And they're like, "No, because Captain America's Nazi." And he's like, "You're fucking stupid." <laughs> so you've got this going on, and so you've got this main character guy keep talking everyone else doing stupid. And he's like, "Dude, I'll shoot your hand. It's fine. There'll be no damage. Those doing things." And then shit goes badly. And he keeps having this idea, oh, we'll do this. He's like, you dumb fuck. We go and rob this nursing home, come back, and you're wearing the exact same Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) And you're like, oh, what's going on here? I'm like, this is just hilarious because they're poking fun at themselves. And I just... That it, scene it did crack me up where, where he was talking to the guy. He's like, was he about this, this high? high? <laughs> what kind of shirt was he wearing? Was about that shirt? What did he sound like? <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> and I'm like, this is funny. So, yeah, I had a good time with this. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. So, yeah, yeah, that's why I recommended The Fix. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not overly deep. I, it, it's a fun sort of palate cleanser. And it, honestly, and with the color scheme and everything else, it reminded me a lot of Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh, for sure, because it's also I agree the Miami. I did like the color yeah. palette. So with the color palette going over things, like this reminded me of like playing Vice City and having a mm-hmm. lot of that going on. I yeah. felt like I needed to have. She runs all night. <laughs> <laughs> the '80s music. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. And I want to say it's specifically '80s, but it definitely has that vibe with everything going on. It has the the vibe of the they wanted to be Miami Vice, but they're yeah. Not I was like, like, dude, where's your like masturbate about your friend with a porn star stash? You know, with yeah. your dirty pictures under the mattress. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is funny. So yeah, that's why I recommend it. I'm like, this is just stupid, funny stuff. Jason, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm more in the Adam camp of not really liking this book. Uh, I get that it was sort of supposed to be vapid and stupid, and and I actually did enjoy parts of it. Uh, some of the humor does definitely come across that I did enjoy. I thought uh, the character of Josh, I think their boss, was hilarious. Uh-huh. Uh, and the guy on the airplane uh, just reminded me of Gus from Breaking Bad, which I enjoyed. Um, 
but to me it felt like uh, an entire prologue or first act just to get to the point uh, when he realizes oh maybe I actually have to not be such a dick to everyone um, but then even at that moment granted having a woman shot in front of you and then seeing her house blow up is big the dude also just saw, shot his partner in the hand a few weeks ago he framed an innocent man and he helped Josh get rid of some bodies it just it, it was hard for me to connect why uh, this pop star's death was such a huge um, moment for him when everything else had just been him just being a dick to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just I, I kept waiting for a turn of, of something to actually change this a little bit for me, and uh, it didn't happen until the very end. And, and at that point, I was just kind of fed up with it. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Meyer, what are your thoughts? Um, one of the things that bothered me is so the first trade is four issues. And it seems like we get two issues to kind of set things up, and then mm-hmm. one issue with one character, and then one issue with the other character. And I, I didn't like that the the, like, how the third issue ended with the you know the house on fire and, mm-hmm. and seeing yeah. seeing the hallucination of the beagle. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to see more of where that goes. And then mm-hmm. the next issue was like the complete other side with his partner. Mm-hmm. And I didn't yeah. like that it. It just seemed like. It wasn't, even though it is connected, it just seemed very disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When I, I first read this, probably about a year and a half ago, and I absolutely hated it. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. hate it as much the second time around. Um, I actually started to like like the first two issues, and then that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the end, I was, save for you know, like Jason said, the guy in the airplane, I loved. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. But other than that, I just kind of. This is another one of those books which I, I've seemed to be saying a lot lately. But uh, this is another one that'll probably ultimately be forgettable to me and mm-hmm. not not really stick with me. Okay. Well, it sounds like a lot of us need some cocktails to get around this. Yes. <laughs> so, Mr. Maya, what is your cocktail? Mine is the Regal Beagle. Uh, ingredients are one and a half ounces of vodka, two lime wedges, one teaspoon of honey, five ounces of grapefruit juice, and a splash of dry white wine. Uh, muddle the lime with the honey and add ice. Pour, pour the vodka and grape juice over the top and add a splash of wine. Stir it a bit and then garnish with a sprig of rosemary. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with mine. Mine is called The Moneymaker. And what mm-hmm. you're going to do is you're going to combine uh, a quarter ounce of pear-flavored vodka, a half ounce of green Midori liqueur, preferably, preferably Midori, and the juice of one half lemon into a cocktail shaker with ice. Shake the shit out of it and strain into a short glass. Garnish with a lime twist and a, uh, and a lime wedge. Oh, yeah. Oh, and a lemon wedge. Sorry. Lime twist and a lemon wedge. I can read. I swear to God I can. Um, I do two podcasts based on literacy, so I swear I can read. Um, well, Mr. One of them is more, has pictures, so... One of them's classic lit, so, you know, I'm semi-intelligent, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got into grad school for the second time. <laughs> so, uh... I I got into grad school for... To be fair, the first time it was an art school, so, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So, uh, what was the mascot of your first grad school? The Fighting Pickles. All right. Me and Jason met there. Go Fighting Pickles. Right, Jason? Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. mess with our uh, paintbrush rapier. Yeah, it's true. Uh-huh. The paintbrush what? Rapier, rapier. Oh. not raper. Rapier. <laughs> <laughs> there it is <laughs> Mr. Todd what's your cocktail well I um, went along with my theme and this one is the suffering bastard it's a classic tiki drink so um, this one has an ounce of bourbon an ounce of gin an ounce of fresh lime juice a dash of Angostura bitters 
and some ginger ale in it as well. So go ahead and get your old fashioned glass. Go ahead and put ice, a bunch of ice into it. And um, add all those ingredients in there and then you top it off with four ounces of your ginger ale. And if the glass isn't completely full, just add more ice until you, you know, really fill that fucker up. And then you're gonna go ahead and garnish it with a sprig of mint or an orange slice. <laughs> I feel we never should put mine in charge. <laughs> Mr. Adam, are you ready to go with the cocktail? Oh uh, yeah. So mine's called the uh, Crooked Cop. Uh, it's a weird thing because there's not much measured into it. Uh, but you take three ounces of bourbon, two dashes of sweet vermouth, three dashes of simple syrup, two dashes of bitter, two dashes of curacao, and two dashes of cherry liqueur. You add it to a shaker with ice. You shake the shit out of it and strain into a cocktail glass and garnish with a cherry. So, kind of like an old fashioned, but a little bit. Different. Yeah. So. Cool. cool. Um, and I Mr. like that. Mr. Jason, what's your cocktail? Uh, it is called Tie Me to the Bedpost, and it uh, si- similar to Brian's, it has uh, one and a half ounces of Midori uh, melon liqueur, three quarter ounces of citrus vodka, one ounces of coconut rum, uh, another ounce of sweet and sour mix, uh, fill a glass with ice, pour those ingredients in there, stir to mix, and then garnish with a cherry. And make sure at least one of your hands is free so you can actually drink. <laughs> <laughs> What about a really long straw? Maya, you missed your ba That works too. Opportunity. No, it's too late now. Don't even. You're missing. No, it's, uh-uh. it's too late. No. Don't. Bad, Maya. Oh. Bad. Shame. Shame. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, do we have any other final parting thoughts on this book with as much as we loved it? Or didn't? Uh, I, 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 <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Tell me more. Oh, I'm not You're done. done. Okay. okay. Everybody good? I, I do want to say the, yeah. the female characters in this were not well represented at all. No, there are like no women. Very disappointing. Uh, the, the, I mean, even the um, uh, internal affairs officer who appears more often than the others, Malone, mm-hmm. doesn't affect the story at all, and she mm-hmm. just is sort of there. So it just that was disappointing. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. There's a lot of strikes against this book. There is a lot of strikes. You know, it's interesting. I was just talking with Brian earlier today and how my tendency to like image books is because when in doubt, since they're completely creator-owned and controlled, they have a tendency to be more passion projects mm-hmm. and they're like more into it than other things. Yeah. And it's, um, it seems people here do not like that. <laughs> no, I don't think it's an issue of it being a passion project. I think You're they're right. just... They're just natural issues with the, the story. I think that people are not necessarily. So this also shows with. a with it with image. It's like it's creator own. You do whatever you want. You're left to your own devices. At the same time, the uh, the strong editor thing. And I mm-hmm. think the other trick with this as well as we'll get into it is um, the trade is four issues. Yeah. Oftentimes uh-huh. trades are six issues mm-hmm. or have something a bit feeling a bit more complete. Yeah. And I'm wondering if, if the trade, way this was collected was as much of a knock against it as anything else. Yeah, if this trade would have had six or maybe even eight issues, who mm-hmm. knows, my opinion might be different because it might have felt like more of a complete story, but that was my Same. big thing. So yeah. with it just being yeah. four issues, it feels like we're just stopping off midstream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, for Image Comics, is there not an editor for these? There are it? editors for these comics, but like the thing is, is that okay. they're, they're creator-owned. Yeah, they're, so, they're not really story editors. They're yeah. more just like... Yeah, making sure everything flows. I, I think so. Well, yeah, they still failed on that mark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they still sort of. I mean, I think it's sort of. Gen- I don't think they necessarily have the the clout that maybe a DC editor would have. Right. Well, okay. with Image, as I've read and my understanding is, the writers basically hire their own editor and they go after this. Uh, it's like okay. I want it to be edited by this guy, because usually or, or a friend of theirs, or a yeah. friend of theirs, or something, or I can just edit my own stuff mm. as you watch it. So you'll see. Um, 
oftentimes, like, Nick here, he's uh, very much used to, like, Nick works a lot at Marvel. And he's uh -huh. got the Marvel system. He's like, oh, I've got freedom over here, or oh, I've got this. And that uh -huh. could be a weakness. We could say it's like, oh, editors do matter. Uh, um, actually, yeah, looking there at were the a few parts where the, um, uh, the grammar was just uh, completely out of sync. Looking at the credits mm -hmm. in this, there is no editor listed. Oh, that, that, I'm looking at that as well. On the very, very front page. I noticed that, yeah. I was looking at that. I was looking so, yeah. Forward. So, once again, with Image, it's the great thing about Image. Like, dude, it's all you. It's all your own. It's how you do your thing. You can do what you want. We're here to help publish the book. But this is your stuff. Well, I mean, and for good and bad, right? When we talked to Doug Wagner about uh, image stuff, I mean, they still have to greenlight projects. Right, they greenlight whether or not, because image goes, do you think we'll sell enough of these yeah. to make a buck? And they've got a very flat fee of what we, we take this percentage to recoup printing costs, and mm -hmm. after that, it's like whatever percentage it is yeah. after that. And everything above that is yours. So they still have to go, am I going to recover? You know, Are they going to make their margin? Mm -hmm. And they could very well go, it's like, well, it's Nick Spencer. And Nick Spencer does these very famous books here, so we figure we'll make our margin. Go for it. Yeah. And that could be the start and end of the calculus alone on their end mm -hmm. of it. Uh, on the same time, there's three trades of this out? There are. Yeah. So it seems to be... Um, at least selling enough that they thought it was worth it. Well, or until they canceled issue thirteen. And right, or that could be as much. <laughs> so as if there are three trades out, what, that means which would be? I think it was, issues, it was solicited for trade. trade. Yeah, it was solicited for last August. I think mm -hmm. is what right. I read. So once again, with creator control and all, they're like, "Oh, I'm busy with my other stuff. We'll push this until yeah. I get around to it." Yeah, for sure. So. Well, I will say, um, as Mr. Jason can attest to, and I'll show you guys later. I'm, yeah, um, I have a, a little doodle of the characters in the front of one of the books that uh, Steve Lieber signed for me. I think it's volume two. I had him sign. I'm signed two and three for me, and he doodled in one of them, which is okay. kind of cool. So, I have some original doodle art in my book, which I'm fine with. You know, all right. Which, which, you know, since we're talking about the art, was not my problem with this yes. book at all. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, good time. And this is very much a book. It's like, we're always pairing cocktails with it, but sometimes you're like, well, this book, this one really lends itself to a Mai Tai. <laughs> it kind of does. So. That's true. Yeah. It's a good point. We should have gone with the Mai Tai. That would have been a really easy one. To, yeah. uh, you know, the Hawaiian shirts and the, you know, LA sort of thing. But Magnum PI. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, then let's jump into our final grades. Um, we will start with our final grades with self-contained. Uh, so that, this might be an interesting grade. So for only these four issues, how well self-contained do you think it is, Mr. Maya? I give it a D. Okay. Mr. Todd? Uh, C. Mr. Adam? Uh, C. Mr. Jason? Uh, C. Definitely feels like act one of a larger story. Okay. And I'll stick with a C. I feel like mm -hmm. that's probably a pretty fair <clears throat> assessment. Uh, for writing for Nick Spencer, Mr. Adam. F. Uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, I give it a C minus. Okay. Um, Mr. Uh, Jason. Uh, mine is also a C. Okay. Um, Mr. Todd. I'll give it a B minus. It was fun. I'll, and I'll give it a B. Uh -huh. um, okay. So for art, um, for Steve Lieber, um, what is your grade, Mr. Jason? A minus. Okay, Mr. Adam. Uh, I'll give it a B. The, the art wasn't a problem. The art was actually entertaining and engaging, but it was just the story around it wasn't. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, I'm at an A minus. Okay. And Mr. Todd. I'll give it a B plus. B plus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then for um, oh me, uh, I'm gonna give it a, a B plus <laughs> as well. Sorry. Hi. Yeah. 
And then for um, overall final grades, what is your grade, um, Mr. Adam? Uh, F. I hated this book. I didn't enjoy one second of it. I wish I hadn't read it. And again, I want my five bucks and my half hour back. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm going to give it a B because I thought that it was okay. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of fun, a little palate cleanser, and I enjoyed it. Um, Mr. Maya, what is your grade? I'm going to get a C. The, the the art balances out the writing, so it's like C, C minus. Okay. Mr. Todd. You know, I'm going to give this a B. Really, the two scenes that elevated it for me is them interviewing the witnesses from the nursing home robbery and how mm-hmm. hilarious that was. <laughs> and on the airplane when the other guy's going, you know, you could be nicer about this because if I was a bad man, I would do X and the other guy kind of like, I guess I will do this. Yeah. Those two were quite enjoyable. And I'm like, this was cool. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it a B just from those two scenes alone. Cool. And Mr. Jason. Uh, mine is also a C. Uh, I enjoyed some of the personalities, but the overall story arc uh, just fell very flat for me. Okay. And, oh, hold on a second. And our overall grade is a C, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Come on, Maya. One, two, uh, <laughs> there we go. A C! Yay. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> this is an honor yes. of autumn and his time spent in Idaho. He walked the lonely walk of Idaho. No, no man knew where he was going. <laughs> Only to corporate training. Trying to figure out how did a guy get here. Okay, well, so here's a fun inside fact for you kids. We were originally going to record two episodes here today, and only one of us actually got the next book read. So, Todd, why don't you tell me about next week's book that we're all going to read later and record in our normal fashion. So it's Gotham City Sirens. It's when Catwoman, Harley Quinn, and Poison Ivy all decide to live together, and hijinks ensues. The real world Gotham City. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Does anybody have any recommendations for this week? Yeah, uh, I do. Mm-hmm. Not, not to read this book. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Adam recommends the city of Idaho or the state of Idaho. He loves it. Yes, <laughs> especially that drive between Boise and the Utah border because it's just so scenic. Yes, <laughs> scenic is a perfect word for it. A drive so boring that it actually gives you markers so you can test to see if your speedometer is working correctly. It's like, okay, drive for six, at 60 miles an hour for the next hour, and if you hit this side and this side, then you know your speedometer is correct. It's yes. like, wow. Cause, yeah, because they, really, yeah. they, 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 those are really there. Like, it really is. It's, it's, it's fucking boring. Right. Um, <laughs> Okay, uh, Mr. Jason, do you have a recommendation? Yeah, um, uh, this actually made me want to rewatch the short-lived uh, comedy series *The Good Guys* with Bradley Whitford and Colin Hanks. Oh, okay. Uh, I remember that. That was only, that only lasts like what half a season I or think, something like that, right? Yeah, one season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, uh, Mr. Todd. Yeah, I've got one. Um, it's another comic series. It's by DC called *Gotham City Garage*. So the genesis of this project was um, they made some bunch of statues reimagining DC characters as bikers. Mm-hmm. And the statues sold well. And I was like, huh, we should actually like do comics about this. So it was a web series for a while of um, reimagined DC characters as uh, motor bikers and biker gangs. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's some good fun. So it's uh, imagine like a dystopian future of New Gotham type style of things and everyone's in biker gangs. Okay. Well. Yeah. Um, Mr. Adam, do you have any recommendations? 
Um, no. Just okay. stay out of Boise. <laughs> stay out of Boise. Got it. Stay out of Boise and don't read this book. Uh, Mr. Maya, do you have one? Yeah, uh, so as we record this, I've only played the demo, but this upcoming week, Resident Evil 2, the remake, comes out. Uh, and if the demo is any indication, this game is beautiful and will be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And if you love Resident Evil, uh, and especially if you played Resident Evil 2, you know, back on the PlayStation, uh, this game is going to be amazing. I will second that recommendation. Nice. Cool. Mr. Maya, did we recommend? Did you recommend that card game we've already played? I did months ago, but we can recommend it Let's again. Let's do it again. Fun. <laughs> okay, so last night, uh, Maya, Todd, um, Amy, uh-huh. Sierra, and Aria, sort of, yeah. and Jonesy, sort of, and Badger, and Badger, sort of, sort of. Um, we all played. What, what is, so what's the name of the game? It's, it, the, it's just called the DC deck building game or DC Comics deck, deck building, building game. game. We played that last night, and we completely and utterly lost track of time. It was midnight, and I'm like, all right, it's time to take my infant to bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We stayed up way later than we expected. It was really fun. Like, the learning process is not too terrible. Like, it was a little... Like, when Maya started explaining it to us, it was a little like, but, oh, shit, what are we going to do? But then I was you, like, once you actually play it, yeah. play a few, couple of, you know, A couple of hands, you start figuring out what's going on. And we, I really had an enjoyable time to the point where about halfway through the game, I pulled out, pulled out my phone and ordered it on Amazon. So, Jason, you're going to get to play this game with me oh, later. Yeah. And... Um, and there's a shit ton of expansions. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there are four different base sets you can get. Uh, and then there's what they call like crisis expansions, mm-hmm. which is more uh, like in the base game, everyone gets points for all the cards they get. And so mm-hmm. there's an actual winner. Uh, with the crisis expansions, it's everyone against the game. So you either all win or you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically like hard mode. Well, there's also, you said there's like a, and a, then there's, there's, a solitaire kind of version too. Uh, you can you can do that with the crisis mode as well. Okay, but can you do it with the base mode? Uh, yeah, you can. Okay. Um, and then there's little smaller crossover packs, and one of them is based off the Watchmen, mm-hmm. and it changes the rules of the game where everyone has different win conditions, but at the same time you're trying to figure out who the bad guy is, and only the bad guy knows who. Oh, they I love are. that. Mm-hmm. And so one of one of you one one of the Watchmen is the Ozymandias role, and the others are trying to. Complete Spoiler their, alert! Com- complete their. We did the book <laughs> of the show, uh, and, then, and then everyone else <laughs> tried to complete their their good guy objective, which I believe is figuring out who the bad guy is. Mm-hmm. And I haven't got to play it yet because I don't want to play it with like three people. I'd rather play it with a full. Mm-hmm. Oh, group. with five people is really fun. Yeah, it was good times. Yeah, and they had recently released like best-selling comics for 2018, graphic novels and single issues. And what's always amazing is. Um, Watchmen, even like no one's really talked. I mean, yeah. Watchmen, much. it's still like number twelve. <laughs> You're gonna be talking about it more with that new yeah, 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 show. Yeah. and it's like been constantly in print. And mm-hmm. people's like, oh yeah, how's Watchmen doing? It's like Watchmen's always doing well, mm-hmm. and it's just impressive. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm I'm re-recommending that because I had a great time playing it and bought it almost immediately. So yeah, check that out. It was really really fun. I really had a good time. The other thing I'll recommend is something new that we haven't re- played, but we played with last night. Is the I found them at Target. They have like small expansion packs for Cards Against Humanity. Uh, one's <laughs> fantasy and one of them sci-fi and has some fun nerdy things inside of them. There's some fun nerdy jokes that were. Um, uh, in the base regular set as well. The oh, fantasy one had the most painful one. In oh the my game. god! So one of the cards in fantasy is gender equality as a fantasy card, which I thought was fucking funny and horrible <laughs> at the same time. Yes. Um, they also have at Target. They have uh, expansion boxes. They have the blue box and the red box. So we were actually playing with all expansion last night and had a good time with that. So um, cool. So anybody else have anything they want to add in, or are we good for this week? 
think we're there. I think that's it. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody else for joining us and thank you for listening and uh, we will see you later. Bye. Bye. You almost had like a barbershop quartet going on. I was like, bye, bye, bye. Bye, everybody. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Please rate us on whatever service you listen on. And remember, at least we're not cinema queens.